Welcome today to a brand new podcast called Reflections from the Burning Bush. It was quite interesting yesterday morning when I heard my pastor and he was going to talk on the perfect storm. Earlier that morning, I had been listening to Jimmy Swaggart and he was singing about being anchored in the midst of the storm. What was fascinating about that is that same morning, I was asking the Lord, what is it that you'd like me to minister on? And it was storm. So this morning, I want to share with you how to handle your storm when it comes. Many of us see the weatherman and we see his satellite images and he's showing us exactly where the storm started, how it's progressing and where it may hit in the very near future. And we think to ourselves, wouldn't that be nice if that happened to us, that we could literally ask the Lord, where is the storm going to hit? But seldom does the Lord show us where the storm is going to hit. Basically, what he does is he tells us, I'll take you through it. I want to read to you from John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Here are some samples of the storms and the pressures that you and I may face on a daily basis. Having too much to do, overscheduling. How many of us have done that? Poor planning, feeling or being overwhelmed expectations and demands from others, oh, all the time, guilt over unresolved issues in relationships, unmet needs, and this includes both the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual, falling short of our own personal expectations, challenges to perform, or the stress of a competition, fears and anxieties, one of the biggest illnesses, recovery, and the rehabilitation from the same. Stress becomes distress and begins to affect you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. External troubles, relationships, adjustments, and issues pertaining to employment. The pressures that either under our own situation causing pressure or the instrument of pressures to others or from others. There are those who cannot handle the storms of life and they can't handle the pressure that it causes. And what happens? Some have panic and anxiety attacks. Maybe you yourself have had one. Some withdraw and even attempt to hide. Some detach and attempt to disconnect from their own uh, emotions. Sadly, I probably put myself in that category all too often. Some take their own life or the life of another. Some redirect their frustration, their anger, their hostility, even their rage, displacing it to others. Jesus knew about these storms. He faced them on a day-to-day basis. His family misunderstood him. The disciples resisted him. 
Simon Peter even tried to dissuade him from going to the cross. The scribes and the Pharisees, they tried to entrap him. The Sadducees, well, they tried to kill him. The Zealots were constantly pressuring him to revolt against the Roman government. The priests were continually engineering his death. And all this was from the religious community. Satan and all the demons of hell were already trying to discourage or discredit him. The crowds were constantly pressing upon him to heal them or to meet their needs. The multitudes followed him at times only for the food he would give or to watch the miracles he performed. Let's take a look at how Christ handled the storms. Jesus knew who he was. John 8:12 says when Jesus spoke again to the people he said he said I am the light of the world whosoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have light of life he was the son of the living god he was the light light and love he was the word of god in flesh we must know who we are in him. 1 John 3, 1 through 2 says, How great is the love of the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friend, now we are children of God. And what will we be has not yet even been known. But we know that when we, he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Jesus knew who he was trying to please. John eight twenty nine, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. For I always do what he what pleases him. He was pleasing his father. We should not we should not attempt to please everyone. We are to focus on pleasing our Father in heaven. We are to be centered in the Word of God. We are to be the authentic in our love. We are to be caring in our attitude. We are to be genuine in our response. We are to be stable in our faith. We are to be pure in our lifestyle. We are to be secure in our hope. We are to be plentiful in our works. We are to be wise in our decisions. We are to be gentle in our reactions. And we are to be peaceful in our relationships. We are to be the reflection of Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 4 says, Finally, brothers, we instruct you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier 
of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Jesus knew what he was supposed to be doing. John 10.10, 10, which is a very familiar scripture, says to us, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. He came to seek and to save the lost. He would give his life to purchase men and women. He would fulfill the word of God the Father. We are to know what we are supposed to be doing. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus knew he could only do what the Father was doing. John 5, 19 and 20 says, Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Jesus was saying that he could do nothing without the Father. His only accomplishments would be doing what he say the Father was doing. We can do nothing without the Father. John 15, 4 and 5 says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Colossians 3, 1 and 4 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, and not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Jesus knew that his ability came through the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, 37 and 38 says, 
you know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who would be under the power of the devil because God was with him. Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and the Holy Spirit rested upon him before he would begin his public ministry. Jesus was dependent upon the Father enabling him by the power of the Holy Spirit. We must know that we are dependent upon the Holy Spirit for all things. Acts 1.4, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father's promise, which you have heard me speak of. But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Psalm 91, not, excuse me, Psalm 911, sing praises to the Lord, enthroned in Zion, proclaim among the nations what he has done. Psalm 91.1, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I tell you this morning, brother and sister, as you walk in the power and the might of the Holy Spirit, you will walk in strength and you will walk in power. But that only comes through doing the will of the Father, through the Son, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Walk in his strength today. Be not afraid of what man can do. Not be afraid of Satan and his devils but only seek the face of God and dwell in his presence. God bless you and be encouraged today that you are seeking that which only comes from the burning bush. God bless you.